Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215, the number four ever. Follow me on IG, and on my IG page is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. That's K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R underscore podcast, or you can go to Anchor. Now, Anchor is the best way to listen to this podcast. It's anchor.fm backslash know your role player whether you have spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio public cast box and many many more anchor will give you an automatic notification when episodes like the one you are currently listening to is available all right all right guys welcome back today is wednesday october 6th is officially the month of basketball we got plenty to talk about but I do not want to keep this uh, episode long. Let's jump right in. First things first, let's invite our guests back. French, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? All right, man. Now, French, we got a lot to get to, so I want to make sure we hit our two main topics and just go on a couple of random NBA uh, news and notes, all right? Okay. All right. So our two topics for the day is the five and five, all right? The five most improved teams and the five most improved players. Since French is our guest, I'll let him go first. Which one do you want to do? Uh, let's start with teams. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go in order, actually, from fifth to first. So my fifth most improved team is actually going to be the Sacramento Kings. Mm, Interesting. Now, this is because from what I've seen so far in the preseason and from what I've heard from reporters in Sacramento, Buddy Heald will be coming off the bench. They're going to be starting Halliburton. I actually like that if they do that. I think that's the first step in the right direction. They added Tristan Thompson. I think that'll help them defensively off the bench. Plus, you add in uh, Mitchell coming in for, as a rookie off the bench defensively. I think the second unit, which has been a big weakness for them, now becomes a strength. Um, I like Atlanta at four. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, Atlanta? Why Atlanta? They made the playoffs. They made the, you know, they made a good run in the playoffs. But here's the thing about Atlanta. They're getting zero respect. Plus, they did all that last year with so many injuries, Jay. And you and I talked about this last year during the playoffs. They come back essentially with a completely different team Mm -hmm. this year. And I expect Atlanta to finish in the tough East top four team. Okay. Next is the Timberwolves. This is, I mean, we do this every year. I'm putting, I got to do it again. Cat. Went through stuff last year, gets a pass. Mm-hmm. He went through more than almost anyone probably yeah. ever in sports. Yeah, facts. They moved on from Ricky Rubio. You're putting D'Angelo back at the at the one. You know, Edwards, I expect to have a good year this year and year two. So I just think, you know, Minnesota hopefully fighting for a playing spot. Um, I have the Thunder number two. Okay. I put him there because I wanted to, you know, Highlighted team that's got a bunch of good role players, mm-hmm. don't necessarily have a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be competitive, man, in almost every game this season. If they stay healthy, they're going to be competitive. I don't know if they're going to necessarily make the playoffs or play in or be terrible, but I know that they're going to compete every night, and I think that they, their team is going to improve from what they were last season. Um, and then the number one thing is the Hornets. I mean, if you look at what they did in the offseason – LaMelo's confidence coming into this year now that he knows he can play at this level. Like, it's one thing to think you can do it, but, like, to actually do it. And now he knows now. And I mm-hmm. expect to see a different LaMelo. They added in Plumley, you know, at the center. And we all had said they needed a center, someone that could at least run to the rim and grab some rebounds and hustle. That's that, you know. So, yeah, those are my five. Who you got? All right. Um couple of rebuttals. I don't disagree entirely. I like most of your teams, but I'm going to have to disagree with you on Sacramento only because one, Buddy Hill came off the bench last year. Um, two, I don't think a backup point guard, even though I like him, is going to change the tone defensively. Remember, Sacramento was the worst defensive team for most of the NBA last year. Yep. You know, that, that comes to a philosophy with effort and tangibles. And three, I don't buy that that head coach can make that many internal changes in one year. I think the players can, but I don't think he's the guy to lead them. And so I don't think they're going to be that good just because if they're good, then he's good. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't have a problem with any other ones. But <clears throat> my five, now listen, this is relative to last year, okay? 
Some of these teams made the playoffs, but they were still disappointing. Number five, the Boston Celtics. Whew. Yeah. Boston was trash last year, much to my delight. All right, nothing makes me feel better <laughs> than Boston being trash. All right. But they got a lot better. Now, how'd they get better? They added Dennis Schroeder on a much cheaper contract, very good defensive player. Robert Williams, even though they struggled last year, he did have a coming out party a bit. Uh, they extended him in the offseason. They brought back Al Horford and Annis Cancer. So now they have depth. The Boston Celtics' biggest problem last year was no bench. All right. They do have a bench. I'm not a fan of the Josh Richardson signing. But again, a healthy Jalen Brown, a healthy Jason Tatum, and a healthy Marcus Smart, along with Robert Williams, that's good enough to be top four or five in the East. Um, I just buy Jason Tatum every year, just getting better and better. He might average 30 points a game. And again, he didn't make an all-NBA team, did he? No, he did not. Yeah, and there's no way. I don't know how you feel personally about him, but at worst, he's going to be on second team all NBA this year. Listen, man. you just you couldn't tell me 15 better basketball players I, last year. I'm so. not. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, come on, man. Seriously, stop playing, man. And listen, we can argue that list, but Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, yeah, I'm taking yeah, Tatum, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. Tatum. <laughs> all right, but let's keep it moving. Um. Number four, again, this is relative to last season. That's important to say. All right, some of these teams did well, but I think they're going to do better. All right, the Atlanta Hawks. I agree with you, French, about the Atlanta Hawks. So one thing people don't realize, uh, even when Atlanta Hawks destroyed my Sixers and broke my heart, they were missing a lot of guys. Um, Cam Reddish was hurt. Uh, What's my other name? What's the other one? Hunter. DeAndre Hunter was hurt. Even Kevin Hewitter got hurt at one point. Yep. So you got three guys coming back, plus they added uh, Jalen Johnson. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And my man from Auburn. Who's the other point guard they added? Oh, uh, Sharif Cooper. Sharif Cooper. I appreciate that. I love this team, along with um, Trey Young playing fast. Listen, they have the confidence now in a regular season to know that they can beat other people. And internal improvements from John Collins. Cap- Capella is extra steady. I love this team. I think I, I think Atlanta is going to be top four. Um, I love Atlanta. I really do. Number three, the Golden State Warriors, dog. Uh, I knew you were going to do it. Listen, you know I got to do it, dog. Listen, Steph Curry led the NBA in scoring. He, to me, saved part of the NBA season when it got a little shaky, <laughs> when it wasn't a lot of great games. Got there. He single-handedly brought the joy back in the you also get Andrew Wiggins. Now, Clay Thompson, I'm going to say January and next year, Clay Thompson. I'm not going to count on Clay Thompson because this year, because of minute restrictions, but eventually, before the playoffs in around April and May, you're going to get some semblance of Clay Thompson. Even if that's 18 points a game and 40% shooting, that's enough to help. All right. Um, also, I think Wiseman will improve. Uh, I just love Golden State. I think they have a cohesive unit, and I think they're going to shoot a lot more threes, actually, and they have more three-point shooters. Now, my only problem, and I get worried about Golden State, I think eventually, at some point, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody have to get some type of minutes. I understand that they're not uh, top-of-the-rotation players, but they shouldn't be DMP CDs, not over Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala, I love him, and I understand he's a veteran presence. He can teach these guys a lot. But I do not think that he should be getting playing time over them based off of what I saw for him off of last year in Miami. All right. Number three, speaking of which, the Miami Heat. (laughs) Who got swept last year? Who showed no offensive firepower? Who just like a shell of the former selves after making the NBA Finals? It is yours truly, the Miami Heat. Listen, Kyle Lowry to me. I ain't going to say he's underrated because he gets his love, but he's a guy, he's a plug-and-play guy. You put him in, he makes your team better. Internal improvements from Bam Adebayo because Kyle Lowry can look for him in the pick-and-roll more. Now he's going to have less pressure on him to score. He might be required to score more, but will have easier opportunities. Also, Jimmy Butler, you don't have to create for others as much, go get your buckets. Remember, used to be Jimmy Buckets before, all right? Uh, Duncan Robinson with all those guys getting attention, should be even more wide open this year. And even though I'm not a fan of him, excuse me, Tyler Harrell is going to have a bounce back season. I have how many left, dog? Two left, two left. I have two left, two left. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Now, 
I wanted to say my Sixers, but with no Ben Simmons, I have to be transparent and honest. So, next is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think Luka's good. I think putting better shooters around Luka is important. And those shooters can do a little bit something off the dribble. All right? Um, I like your team. I like Dallas a lot. Like I said, uh, also, I believe, if I'm not wrong, that they're going to be starting Dwight Powell next to Porzingis. I this like is it. correct. Yeah, I like that a lot. Even though I did like the Maxi Cleaver, I think Powell's more defense. He runs rims harder, and he's healthy. So now it's a good, better pick and roll. Porzingis is the ultimate swing factor. Man, sh- show a pulse, brother. Show a pulse. All right? Now, don't think I'm not going to backtrack what I said before, yo. I am very nervous about Jason <laughs> Kidd. Uh, I don't know. His defensive schemes give up a lot of threes. He's kind of like an extremist. I don't know. But with Luka Doncic and shooters and a decent defense, I think he should improve. Their, their defense can't be any worse, Doug. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like I said, they have improved shooters. Before, yeah. you can leave some of those guys open. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I, I think some of those guys would be better. And my last team, this was tough. This was tough. I was going to say Memphis, but I don't know if they're going to be that much internally better. I was going to say Charlotte, but again, I didn't know if they were going to be that much internally better. Um, I wanted to say the Clippers, but again, I didn't know if they were going to be that much internally better. <sighs> I got to do this. I got to believe in what I say. The Indiana Pacers. Oh, no. <laughs> now, this is an asterisk. Let me get my asterisk on. All right, now this was a this is a pick I had a week ago. I want to stand on my pick. All right, but this was based off a healthy TJ Warren that we're going to talk about later. Uh, a healthy Karis Levert, and both of these guys have already been on an injury concern. Now, I believe when healthy, a TJ Warren, Karis Levert, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Sabonis, and Miles Turner, I believe that's a very good, solid lineup. Not really any weaknesses, not great, but really good. I like that, and they have a good bench. But with those guys hurt, but I'm going to. Ask myself that those guys get healthy. If they're not, I expect the Raptors to be a better team. All right, that's my backup pick. All right? Any um squabbles or problems with those picks? Only the Pacers. And yeah, I, only I know. That say was... this because Go ahead. I've said this now for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Make a decision. Trade Miles Turner. Trade Sabonis. Or play one of them as the sixth man. But the two of them playing together, I've watched it now repeatedly. It just doesn't work for me. Right. That's my um, only beef, because I don't know if they can get better with those two still as the nucleus. Uh, dark Horse team, if we're going to throw one Dark Horse team real quick, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep, see, they made my – yeah. Yeah, I, I like everything in there. Again, I think they want Simmons. I don't think they have enough, and they're not giving up Anthony Edwards. So, to me, you're not getting Simmons. Um, they do this weird thing where they NBA teams want a star player and don't want to give up anything. It's a real thing going on. Uh, do you have yeah. any Dark Horse uh, playing teams? My, my, I guess my dark horse team, and I, you know, I told you this off the podcast, Detroit. Okay. I, just something about the team Over the, the young energy. Yeah, because, listen, the Pelicans, I have so many <laughs> concerns. Because some of these veterans were are decent role players, but mm-hmm. they're about to be asked to play a much bigger role that I don't know that they can play. Okay. Um. All right. So, listen, uh, news and notes alerts. Friday or Saturday? We're going to try to get a pod in. Um, we're going to do our first preview, uh, Eastern Conference preview. We can well, – what is it, 16 teams in the conference? Uh, 15. 15. So we can split it, Eastern Conference Part 1, Eastern Conference Part 2. We can get the league done in four podcasts, all right? Break that down. Now, with that being said, let's move on to our next topic, the five most improved players. This is probably my favorite award because – one of the best things to see about the NBA is the growth of several NBA players. We all got our guys we follow around the league that we really get behind, and seeing their growth and development is really enjoyable. So without further ado, French, can I have your list of your five most improved players? Yes, sir. Number the 2022 f- season. Now, this is based off of what I saw last year mm-hmm. and now what I've you know seen in the summer, the work. Yep. Now, the fifth person on my list, you mentioned him about – maybe taking a step forward. I think he's going to take a big step forward. And that's James Weissman. Okay. Mm. Now, now this is a kid people have to remember. 
He was a talented kid coming out of high school. He was yes. the number one recruit. Yes. Number one player in the country. He had some eligibility issues at Memphis that led to him not playing basketball for a year. And, you know, we've seen this with players in other sports, too. You can't – at that age, that young age, you can't just not play for a year. It don't even matter age. You can't not play a sport at the highest level for a year and just think you can bounce back in it. Yeah. It's just not how it works. Listen, yeah, you're not – unless your last name is Jordan or Brady, it's not – that's just not how it's done. Yeah. For, if, you know, if you don't believe players. us, X is your Chase, sorry. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think last year really helped him just to get back in the swing of playing basketball. I expect him to be much better. He told me he lost about 10 pounds of fat and put on some muscle. Mm -hmm. So he should be a little bit bigger, should be a little bit quicker too, though. So that's my fifth guy. Now, my fourth guy was a role player, was one of the best role players in the NBA, but now he's the guy. Mm. That's Fred Van Fleet. Mm. I believe in Fred. I know you like Fred. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes, Don't sir. Don't interrupt you. Fred Van Fleet is already considered a good NBA player. Okay. Am I, am I, are, we, are we agreeing? Yes. Are we disagreeing? He is a good NBA player. Now, here's my question. Okay. Has he been an all-star? Has he been an all-star? Yes. No, he has not been an all-star. So, I'm going to say it right here on the podcast. I think Fred Van Fleet's going to be an all-star guard in the loaded East. Okay. I think Fred Van Fleet's going to average about 25 a game this year. 25? Now, people say that's crazy, but if you look at his numbers. I know he with, averaged about 19.6 last year. Yep, and his minutes. numbers without Lowry, he was averaging closer to 22. So okay. I think the shots are going to be there. I think Fred Van Fleet, watch. I'm telling y'all. The efficiency going to stay there. I think that he's a good shooter. He's a pure he is shooter. He's a good shooter. So, and, you know, I think that's going to stay there. The assist numbers. He's definitely going to average a double double. He's a good rebounder. You know, I just I think Fred's going to have a huge year this year for Toronto. And if they're going to make any noise in the East, he's going to have to be the guy. Now, my third one, I got to explain it before you crush me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. All right, get, get it off. James Harden. All right. Now listen. <laughs> Listen, I, I, it sounds again. It sounds. Oh man, dude! No, 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 no. MVP, Listen, Doug. Listen, he did win MVP. He's already he, great. Yo, he's already great. But you know what? He wasn't last year. Healthy. Healthy. He wasn't in shape, and he wasn't mm. motivated to start the NBA season. That doesn't this mean year, you're gonna win most improved. Hold on, of those things. Last but wait year. a minute. Hold on. With the issue with Kyrie. We're going to see James Harden and this Steve Nash offense at a different level this okay. season. I'll I buy think, most improved. But... I think he was the MVP. So I think if you go from not winning MVP to your winning MVP. But you won an MVP. Yeah, but he had a bad like, he, he had a, a bad year. He had a good statistical year. But in terms of James Harden, he yeah, was James clearly Harden's out. Of, he can be better. Yeah, that's why I put him there. Okay. Uh, that, I'm going to disagree with that, but go okay. Other guy is going to get that spot. He's never going to get most improved. Okay, number two. And this one, because this guy played way below what he did last year. Okay. And that's that's Carl Anthony Towns. Mm, I like that pick. Now, like that pick. again, like I said, I, I said a little bit earlier, for, I'm not going to go into it, but for people that don't know what that man went through, and the fact that he even was able to play last yeah, year. If he didn't I play, couldn't have played. I yeah, couldn't, I, I, I I couldn't, couldn't have played. I couldn't have either. So the I'm fact him, that he honest. even played last year, we thought we, we need to throw the whole season out the window. And yeah, he's a lot I, tougher than people give him credit yeah, for. Yeah, I think he's going to remind people this year, yo, guys, I could be a 30 and 10. I could be a 26 and 15 guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's the cat you're getting. Fully healthy. For the mm-hmm. first time in about three seasons, he's got some time to process and grieve. I think Cat is definitely a candidate. But my number one, and I don't know, you have to, now you know a little bit more history than I do, so I don't know if this has ever happened. Okay. But has a rookie of the year ever won most improved the next year? Um, uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. Because my pick at number one is LaMelo Ball. Reason being, wow. I think it's set up this season for LaMelo to average close to a triple-double. 
and for his points to be close to 20 a game. I think LaMelo's going to make a stupid leap. Now, this is all based on the fact of I was I said he should have been the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sticking true to my beliefs. He won oh, rookie I, of the I'm year. I'm right there with you, man. Listen. I think most improved is possible if they're going to be true to what it means. Because if mm-hmm. he, he has the potential more than anyone else in the league to put up stupid numbers compared to what he did last season, just being more comfortable now at the NBA level. I don't hate the LaMelo ball. Um, I don't know his best game last year, but I think... He had 30. He's... It feels like 30. Okay, okay. But I, he had up and down year, actually, because I, I took him a lot of times in fantasy. Yeah. So I'm actually not mad at the pick, but he's going to have to have... His jump shot's going to be significantly improved because he's already a good player. Yeah. Um, But if his jump shot is elite, everything else is just running through the roof. And... They got some really good guys to run with them. Listen, Charlotte is a team that they'll be around 500, but they can beat anybody in the league over one night. Yeah. If you don't bring your A game, they'll run you out the gym. And if Gordon Hayward is healthy, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play him necessarily in a seven-game series and think that I'm going to just walk over him. Listen, they got a lot of scoring on that team, so yeah. I, I like that pick. Not bad, not bad. I love the Cardinals and Towns bounce bag pick. Okay. Now, um, let, let's hear your five. Okay. Right, so let me hear your rebuttals. I know you had an issue with James. Uh, the James Harden, no, just no. But I'm not. I get it. But you know, you know that they're not going to vote him for that. Award. Yes, I know. He's just too prestigious, you know. Um, everything else I liked. I liked everything else. I loved the Carl Anthony Towns, even though he's a most improved. He's already been an All Star player, but he's going to have a bounce back season. Yeah, you know. Um, but look, I, I think like, he I like can get most. votes, man, because. If he, if might, he no, puts he, up he, Embiid listen, numbers, <laughs> I don't even know his numbers last year, but he he's gonna average at least twenty five points and hitting that three like a thirty nine percent clip. You know, he's yeah. gonna have a healthy reminder. I um, need the rebounds back up too for Cat. So, so uh, I agree with you with my number five pick. I also had James Wiseman. Okay, um, let me just say this about Wiseman: skilled, skilled. When I watch bigs, some bigs are uncoordinated when they walk down the court. All right, they just look like they got running with. Uh, shout outs to Jalen Rose, winning with <laughs> combat boots on. You know what I'm saying? Um, he is a very fluid big. He can shoot. He can dribble, even though he shouldn't be dribbling in the NBA. Um, he can finish around the league. He can rebound. He runs great. He can really run in transition. And in order for him to prove, he doesn't have to do more. He actually has to do less. He has to play within himself. He has to dive hard. He has to go get rebounds, stay out of foul trouble. This is his number one condition, all right, because his foul rate was ridiculous last year. Yeah. Um, and they also did, if I'm being fair, they played better once he got hurt. Uh, that's not fair to him because the uh, veterans kind of turned up, other guys improved. But, but it's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact, like I said. But super talented. Listen, this is the guy that they believed in. And I believe in order for the Warriors to be great, they need a guy. And listen, he's good, man. We just saw DeAndre Ayton have a great breakout year. I think he has more skill coming out of college than DeAndre Aiden. I'll be honest with you. DeAndre Aiden was shooting threes out of college. He was a little bit bigger. But I, I, I'm going to say out of college, I think I'll, t- I'll take him over Aiden. Okay. Um, Number four, you know I got to go with my guy. You know I got to go with my Don't guy. Don't say it. Jordan Poole, dog. <sighs> dog, listen. I'm not mad at that. I'm listen, not mad at that. I seen it last year. I just kept it. I, I'm not – you know what? I want to apologize. I got to apologize to my whole uh, fan base and everybody in the Know Your Role player community because I didn't talk about Jordan Poole enough last year. Now, he came on towards the end of the year. His minutes got a little bit inconsistent. Sometimes he can struggle defensively. But if you want to talk about a guy that got range and confidence, watch the Warriors in one preseason game, all right? Because starters will be in and out the lineup. They're going to be just fine, all right? And he will be starting. I don't care what Steve Kerr says. I don't need to wait to see the starting two for the projected lineup. It's Jordan Poole, but he's an idiot, all right? Said what I said. Number three, even though he kind of had a breakout last year, his numbers don't necessarily reflect it, he's breaking all the way out this year. Kevin Porter Jr., all right? Um, I like it. I like, like it. Like I said, last year he kind of had a breakout, kind of got hurt, team was kind of trash. It's still going to be trash this year, but they'll be more exciting and yours truly, a lot of hoop heads are watching this year. Listen, this guy is talented. His talent is – the talent is never the problem with him. It's the off-the-court stuff, all right? And he said recently the Rockets might have saved his life. So, obviously, he wasn't in a great mental space. He was the most focused player. He is in Houston with a chance to really shine and a really good team with a really good program that's going to be built around him. Now, we don't know about the John Wall situation. 
Uh, but he's yes, been the ball. He ain't playing for the Rockets. That's what we know. I don't know. Is that official? He's not playing for the Rockets. But he's there, though. He's there. Yes. He's there. He's not in, like, a holdout situation. Like no. Some other team. But team from – from the from, okay, I'll just say this real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, not go to go cut ahead. you off, um, the last report I read from Mark Stein a couple days ago was because both, both sides are mutually looking for a trade, that they're probably not going to play him. They'll probably coach his DMP him for the first – like two weeks of the season to see if they can get something going. Mm-hmm. But if they can't, then he may end up having to play because he's he's not in a position where he can afford to miss seasons when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So, all we'll right. Um, how many picks do I got left? Two. Yes, sir. All right. We're getting to the meat of it. All right, we're getting to the to the grit, the grind. I know y'all. The build, the anticipation is killing y'all. All right. This is not a homer pick. This is an opportunity pick. Tyrese Maxey. All right. Um, now, listen, he, I'm going to be honest with you. He will struggle in the sense of he'll have some turnovers. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Doc Rivers can give him the ball, if it's like a trial by fire theory or more of um burst theory. Like, we got eight minutes of you when play fast, play small, push the tempo. Um, him and B have really good chemistry. and B shoots over 52% off of passes from Tyrese Maxey. As we all know, the Ben Simmons situation wavers all over here. We'll give a small update on that later. Yeah. But I really believe in Maxi. Maxi can finish. He's improved his jump shot. It won't be great, but it'll be respectable. And you have to go out there. And that's what's important for an NBA player to get you to challenge their shot. And legitimately, as a player, I got to go out there. All right. And so I think he will improve just by just by minutes. This guy gets 30 minutes a game. He'll average about 14, 13 points, man. I don't know what he averaged last year, but it wasn't 14, 13 points, man. <laughs> um, that's definitely my number two. And number one is tough. Um, I got to be honest with you. It's a lot of guys I got in here for number one, and I struggled a lot. This is my favorite award. I don't know about you, uh, but this is my favorite award. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm more of a six-man-of-the-year kind of guy. I love six men of the year. I, I love six men of the year too because different types of six men of the year gets uh um number one. So can I split my number one pick? Because I got two guys. Go ahead. It's your uh, show, you do what you do. I appreciate it, man. Um Darius Garland and Chris Boucher. Okay. Okay. Um, so Darius Garland is good. All right. Right now, uh the odds of him are plus eighteen hundred on Bovado. Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh plus eighteen hundred on Bovado. Pretty good. All right. Um, I still don't know about this team. I'm going to be honest with you. They might need to play Kevin Love more than they think they need to play Kevin Love, right? Because when you have bigs like uh, Jared Allen and um, what's my man that they drafted from USC? Help me out here. Oh, um, uh, the number two you, overall pick. Can't yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. But I'm saying center, those yeah. bigs are talented, but they're more like finished guys. Kevin Love is a guy that can kind of create. It can kind of be a hub, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's important for them to kind of play with a guy that's that skilled. And even though we've talked about Kevin Love enough, this is not the Kevin Love episode, but I really believe that Darius Garland, as far as skill set, finishing at the rim, reminds me a lot of C.J. McCullough. And I'm be honest with you, hot take, I think he's going to eventually be better than C.J. McCullough. All right, that's C.J. McCullough. Hot take. Yeah, but, you know, C.J. McCullough kind of disappoints me in big moments a lot, man, especially in last year's playoffs, man. Um, okay. But yeah, that's my gun. And a Chris Bozier. I know, I know people are laughing at me with Chris Bozier. I know they are. I know they said, yo, dude, you can't call yourself to know your role play. You can't name this guy. All right. Yeah, I could have named other guys like RJ Barrett, LaMelo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Jonathan Isaac. There are plenty of guys to name. Okay, now Chris Bozier can shoot, right? Yes. Okay. Here's my thing. I think he's gonna be wide open. And as long as he's efficient, I think he can average an easy 18 points a game, right? He moves his feet really well on defense. He can guard bigger players. And those bigs that he has to guard, they got to come out in the paint. Now, with a guy that you love, Fred Van Fleet, I think he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. And for the most part, the Raptors make sure they have shooters on the field, uh, on the court, excuse me, at all times. Yes. And like a skill set, like I said, he, he has a simple game, but he's efficient. He doesn't foul a ton. And like I said, the Raptors play fast. He's like a big, but he's not too big. I like him a lot. Um, based off of opportunity, this is really because I think the Raptors' number one uh, problem last year and this year is finding 
a solid addition at the center spot, and I think he can be that guy. Okay. Any I, was, I don't disagree. No, I, I don't have any problems with it because I actually like the Chris Boucher. I, th- I thought about putting him on my list. Okay. I just I just need him to do it, man, because I know he has a talent. I yeah, listen, I've seen games where he just like, he yo, five for eight from the three-point line, like the first half. I was like, yo, yeah. what's going on? Um, Dark Horse candidates, there's still a couple out there for some fun. Uh, Lonzo RC Ball. Barrett, Lonzo Ball. Um, I'm not buying Jason Hayes. I'm sorry. I think he's nah, solid. I don't think he has well, the greatest nah. upside. Kobe White. Mm, sorry. Sadiq uh, Bay, he's going to be improved, but I don't know how to that much. He's going to be better. Yeah, I don't um, know how much better he – like, he averaged like 14 a game last season almost. So, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much better yeah. uh, people expect him to be. Oh, I got a name for you, though, of somebody that I think maybe potentially. Okay. Uh, what about Christoph Porzingis, man? <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, you like... love putting accomplished players in a, in a, in a uh, non-accomplished – I wouldn't call him accomplished. Okay. He's had success <laughs> at the NBA level to some extent. Yeah, for a season or two. Hey, I ain't going to argue with him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I said his name, but if I didn't say his name, I apologize. But Michael Porter Jr. probably will win this award. Yes. Yeah. So, and the reason why, so last year he averaged 19 points a game, 7.3 rebounds, 1.4 assists. No, 1.1 assists, which is awful. Um, but here's the thing. There's one number with Michael Porter Jr. you need to pay attention to. 44.5. What's that, French? Three-point shooting percentage. Yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> all right? He can hit about four. Listen, me and French, French watch uh, play so much fantasy basketball. This guy can legit hit four threes and a half, and you can see he's not playing well. Yeah. All right? Um, With no Jamal Murray, with um Jokic kind of taking on the load, he really needs to mature and step up. I don't know who's going to be the starting point guard situation as the season goes. Uh, they drafted my man Bones from VCU, which I'm really big on. I don't know if he'll start, but they're going to need him. And, again, 19 points with the average. This guy will take 19 shots and a half if you let him. He should probably average yeah. closer to 30. Yeah. If you if I was a betting man, I would I would bet Michael Porter Jr. to have an easy 25 points a game. Uh, and what, six points up from your um average? Yeah, that's the most improved right there. <laughs> now we have to go to the fun part of the program, news and notes. Uh, Did you have any last – um, comments or anything? Nope. All right. News and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Um. Also, last thing. Sorry, Cam Reddish. Uh, don't forget that name. All okay. right. Kyrie Irving. So, as we updated y'all last time on the vaccine episode, Andrew Wiggins did eventually get the vaccine. Am I correct? Yes, he did. Oh, and we predicted that he would get the vaccine. Now, we also predicted. That it should not be an assumption that Kyrie Irving gets a vaccine. If there's a man that's going to stand on a hill, it's Kyrie Irving. Couple things. Uh, Kevin Durant on Kyrie Irving's absence. And this is a quote. End of quote. I'm envisioning Kyrie being a part of our team. Maybe I'm just naive. Maybe that's just how I feel. But everybody here has that confidence in themselves, in our group, that if we keep doing it, we can keep doing something special. The weird thing about this quote, it starts on Kyrie and it kind of drifts off somewhere. Oh, no, this is, listen, KD is saying everything. This is that KD talk. Yeah, listen. he's saying everything and he's saying nothing. Listen, I want to read this quote again, all right? I'm sorry because y'all have to, Kevin Durant is a guy, if you don't pay attention to what he does, it's going to go over your head, all right? I'm envisioning that Kyrie being a part of this team, so you don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just naive. You admit that you don't know. But that's how I feel. Everybody here has that confidence in themselves and our group that if we keep doing it, we can do something special. I, I don't know what that means. Go ahead, man. So listen, I, I, I'm a little bit of a KD translator, man. And I'm going to tell you all what this man is really trying to say. He's saying, I love my brother Kyrie, so Absolutely. I'm not going to say anything bad about him in the public. But I also know this dude ain't playing with us man, anytime soon. Like, let, listen... I said this the other time, too. we got to be realistic about this. People keep saying, oh, it's just home games. No, it's practices, man. Yeah. And, again, they're not going to be a point and guard it's on not an NBA just home championship. Games. Also, the state of California, which has, what, four teams over there? Yeah, man. That's and like then an extra 12 games, dog. So, 40 home games, 12, that's 60. Yo, stop playing, dude. Like, at the end of the day, listen. Like we said, Kyrie is going to do what Kyrie wants to do. I think when... that, I think there's going to be some type of middle ground here. 
No, there is going to be a middle ground, and I think the that NBA middle ground is not going to let be... Kyrie Irving not play. This listen, just... the one thing I'll say about Kyrie, he does keep a solid group of dudes around him that he does listen to, and he does have some big brother type guys mm-hmm. that can get in his ear that he'll listen to. And I think at the end of the day, Kyrie's going to do what Kyrie's always done, which is play basketball. Is there any chance for a Kyrie Irving trade? Yes. I don't think right now it's just not right now. It's too early. No. Things but is happen. there a chance for it? Absolutely. Is there a chance. If there's ever a dream. Now, if somebody asked me, would I take Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons? 100%. Now, I'm the guy that complains about Kyrie Irving. I've did enough podcasts. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I still love Kyrie Irving. He's a phenomenal player. And I really like him as a person, too. I don't mind extremists. I don't mind contrarians. Because he is who he is. He's not phony. I'll, be, I'll give them that all day. He's not phony. Whatever he says, that's what he believes. And even if you don't believe it, he believes it. And you have to respect it. Um... It'd be an interesting fit on the Sixers. I don't want to go too de- uh, too far down imaginary hill. Uh, next next topic. <clears throat> Pat Beverly, and I quote, I put D'Lo with the same skill set. Don't take my words and twist them around. But the same skill set as James Harden types, the Kyrie Irving types, a player that is God-gifted and skill-wise and can pass the ball or can shoot and can get to the free throw line. Let me stop you right there, Chief. Okay, first of all, <laughs> God's gift is going to be in your athletic ability, all right? What you can do, you can jump over, who you just move better than. Skill, that's what you got to learn, all right? <laughs> that's you use your free will to improve your skill to be elite, all right? Kyrie Irving, James Harden have put time in. Listen, Kyrie Irving has had that skill set since he was about, what, 14? Yes, sir. Like, if you if you know who Kyrie Irving's godfather is and the history of basketball that's been in his life, he, these moves that you see, They've been practiced one million times, dog, in dark corners in the NBA in Jersey, all right? Ain't nothing um, new. Listen, D'Angelo di- – all right, here's the thing with D'Angelo. Can't play any defense, all right? But listen, those two other guys don't play any defense too, so let's talk about the other stuff. Can't draw fouls, and that's a problem. Harden, one of the best at drawing fouls in the league. Now, Kyrie doesn't draw a ton of fouls, but you know what he can do? Finish inside at a very high level. Score at all three levels, all right, in ridiculous efficiency. That's the difference. D'Lo is solid, but y'all got to stop hyping this dude up, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, I my one issue that I've always had with D'Lo is simple. He has way too much confidence in his game and doesn't have the skill to back up that level of confidence. So, I, I'm going to stop that and, one. Well, no, no, I don't no. Have the, no, no. Because he does have me, skill. No, no, hear me out. I think okay. what you might want to say or what you might have been meaning to say is, he might be overconfident in how he plays and approaches the game. Because with that team, to me, his game should be transition threes, push the ball, and find other guys. They got a lot of talent on that team, all right? They got a lot of other guys that can put the ball in the basket. And sometimes him looking for his shot probably isn't what they really need. Well, I just meant it in the sense that he's always been the type of guy that, for whatever reason, he has this belief that he has to be the dude in order for his team to win. And that's not the case anymore. That, yeah, like, that may have been the case in high school and college. He was drafted to be that guy, especially early on in the Lakers. But now, no, that's just, he has to change his mentality. Yeah, like you're playing with one of the top 15 best players in the world when healthy, yep. in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's just, this is this is who he is, though. He makes these comments. Yep. Uh, Came in the league. Just one, one thing, I just want to let people remember this. Stu came in the league and said he wore number zero because that's the number of guys that can guard him. Like, this is who he is. <laughs> yeah. I just... It's a hard no for me. Next topic. French, try not to bust out laughing. Montrez Harrell takes a shot and had the Lakers utilize him. And that quote, I didn't really get to be utilized how I wanted to be last year. I damn near felt like I had a season off. End quote. Go ahead, French. You got the floor, brother. Then he shouldn't have taken a season off. Dog, Dude, you didn't, didn't do play because you didn't do nothing. Your energy played the energy waned last season. You get killed on the defensive boards. You get killed on the boards. You get outplayed. You get offensive rebounds on the offensive end, but defensively you can't stay on the court, especially in the playoffs when the Lakers needed stops. I don't understand. They ran the pick and roll with him. They tried to feed him the basketball. When they did, he has no jumping ability. And this dude, who just I, everything's getting blocked, getting stuffed. He was playing soft. I don't know what the problem is, but the only person Montrezl Harrell can blame is Montrezl Harrell because the Lakers were begging for any big man. They signed DeAndre Drummond because, or they signed Andre Drummond because they didn't have any play from Harrell or Gasol or anybody else. 
So I'm not trying to hear all that, man. Just yeah. just me. I'm as a Laker fan, I'm not trying to hear all that. Yeah. Hear every shot. I agree. Um, next topic. End that quote from Zach Lowe. People are sleeping on Boston. The Celtics are deep with the makings of top five-ish defense. Lineups featuring Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams would be hard to score against. Listen, I second that. I think they'll be fast. Um, they can shoot. They can drive. Jalen excuse me, Jalen Brown's wrist is not 100% yet. He said some kind of crippling things. Uh, NBA Media Day happened, and he said might never be 100%, what kind of made me nervous. But uh, I feel like they'll get him to a good point at some point. And, again, listen, as much as I hate Boston, I got to be honest with y'all, I really like the Celtics team. They're going to be good this year. They were a disappointment last year, won 40, 42 games. Come on, man. Marcus Smart starting is interesting because I think he literally is the perfect sixth man. But I feel like they kind of start him, and this will be a good, good talking point for a second. I feel like they kind of start him to kind of please him. Yeah. Now, it's kind of funny. He's a very good passer, right? He was actually dressed as a point guard out of Oklahoma State, but he was big, defensive point guard. He's a very good passer, but he's not a pass-first point guard. And a lot of times, my problem with him in the starting lineup is he looks for his shot a lot. Now, with the other guys in the team, he has opportunities to shoot, but it's all about shot, excuse me, shot selection, you know, timing, draw and kick. I don't Absolutely. have a problem with him starting him because I think Dennis Schroeder – was the sixth man of the year. He'll be good. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody could say what they want about the Celtics and how great the roster is and what they think they're going to be. At the end of the day, they have a head coach who's never coached an NBA game in his life. They have a new general manager who's never been a general manager a day in his life. And they have a bunch of dudes who haven't proven that they could stay healthy to play together for an entire season. And that's not a knock on them, right? Players get hurt. But in terms of how good they can be, sure, they could be top five, top four. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are that good. Yeah. But are they going to be healthy, and are they going to get real production from the point guard position this year? And the biggest question, is anybody going to score down low or stop anybody from scoring (laughs) down low? Because they could say Al Horford. Al Horford hasn't played defense in a couple years. Robert Williams will be starting. I, I like Robert Williams, but again... Is Robert Williams the guy that's going to stop? I don't know. I mean, he can block shots, but he's good, man. We'll see. I do. I don't. I like him. I just don't know. Like, he's not. When I hear the name Robert Williams, that's not like, oh yeah, that's the team. Dependability is an issue with him. You know, yeah. he'll have moments. He'll have moments. He'll have seven block, ten, twelve rebounds, fourteen points, six assists. He'll have moments. He can pass pretty good too. Um, but I, I'm big on the Celtics. I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna listen. I'm Jason Tatum. Did not make third team All NBA. The dude's gonna average like twenty nine and destroy people, dog. Yep. All right. He had COVID last year. I just want to remind people of that. All right. Uh, two more topics, and we're gonna bounce. This one I don't really have a comment on. It's making me sad. Real quick, and I, I'll, Island Iverson, excuse me, and I quote: "I'm a Sixer for life. I got Sixer blood pumping through me. Everybody knows that. I want to help the organization. I've been retired what eleven years. I don't know how I'm not a part of that staff in some kind of way. It's something that I don't understand." I had no idea that Iverson wanted to be a part of the Sixers. I always thought that Iverson kind of just floated, does kind of guest appearances, does his own thing. Listen, there's no more loved player in our generation uh, with Kobe gone, rest in peace, than Allen Iverson. Iverson is a guy that everybody loves, all right? And I don't know why he's not – listen, he can be a consultant. He can do something. He has value, all right? Now, I don't know if he full-time wants to do that. So I don't know if he wants to come in every day – check in and sit in meetings if he wants to if he said he wanted to be a part of it he definitely deserves a job all right he's, i'm a sixers fan i'm never gonna tell iverson no so they can they can find something for him can I, be, can I be real for a second be honest man okay so but be respectful the, i'm gonna be respectful here's the thing i don't i have nothing negative to ever say about that man as a player i don't even have anything negative to say about him as a man yeah, but what i, I, I will like say is grown yeah, i'm not saying nothing negative about him but what i will say is this What's problematic is we're talking about somebody that owned a team in the big three, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, boy. And couldn't fulfill his obligations in that short capacity. Okay, good. I'm I'm not even going to – it doesn't matter what he was doing. I don't care about any of that. But my thing is – so, and you're talking about a guy who even as a player, and I'm not going into it, but the practice thing, 
So him as a, behind that. No, it is him as a man. If he wants to be an ambassador for the Sixers and do something, you know, like, a, like, yeah, like a Jerry West, like give his opinion on player development and stuff like that. Fine. Um, is AI the guy that I would want around my players on a day-to-day thing? I don't know how to answer that. I'm going to disagree. Listen, Iverson is 50 years old. Um, he's very transparent about his life. He's done yes. great things. He's had bad moments. But they're all teachable moments to younger players. In life, in their best experience, the greatest teacher in life is experience. Yes. Right? If you don't think Iverson can tell these kids a bunch of stories of the do's and don'ts, then I don't know what to tell you. If he's, but I'm saying, if that's the role he wants, like we don't know what kind of role he's talking. I don't know about. either, but you know, I, I think. Listen, like I said, he's 50 years old. I understand uh, about the big three. Also, I never thought he was going to play for the big three. I thought it was a little misleading, um, and he didn't pay for the big three. It was upsetting to some people. I don't have no thing with him playing. All right, not the playing part. I understand. I know the not showing up, the being in the. Um, Casino. Yeah, all of it. But in this thin role, this is not a big role. He can literally just come once a week and that's what if that's what you, it there's is. There's a role. For him. If yeah. he, he wants to be a part of the organization, there is a role for him in the organization. But if he's saying I want to be some sort of coach or something like he that, didn't say that. Like, he didn't say that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just have to know what he's talking about. Um, two quick points and we'll get out of here. Um, so there's a stout stalemate, 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 stalemate. between yeah, stalemate, thank you. Between DeAndre Jordan and the Phoenix Suns. Now I want to remind you that the Phoenix Suns played a 36-year-old point guard about $130 million for four years. They said, yo, you see him last year? He was nice. He's going to be nice this year. I'm not going to argue. My question is, why are you not paying the 23-year-old point guard that outplayed all NBA big mans in every series? Yeah, it's weird, man. It's really weird. No, 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 no. Let me defend Phoenix for a second. They're going to have some cap issues very soon, all right? Um, another guy they got to pay is Miles Bridges. Now, it's reported that he could get a $100 million contract. I know what y'all thinking. He did good. Listen, he can easily get $20 million, all right? It's not about how good you are. It's about what your demand is. A 3 and D player that's young is going to improve. You know, 25 is a little high, but he's going to get a raise, all right? So you got him getting a raise. You got Devin Booker. You got – you're really running out of money and stuff. But I don't think DeAndre Ayton is where you try to save money at. Make it happen. Yeah, it's it's super weird, it's and weird, what man. makes it even more weird is that uh, James Jones won Executive of the Year, and this is just a stupid decision. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, I'm not saying he's dumb, but this decision is just dumb. This kid was the reason you made the run you made to the NBA Finals. Devin Booker had big moments. Chris Paul had big moments. DeAndre Ayton was the only player on that team that was consistent in every single round until they just decided to not really utilize him in the Finals for whatever reason. But uh, I just think, like, the question you always say, which is perfect for this, who are you getting then? Yep. Let me ask you, because if you don't pay him, what and he eventually options? leaves, what are you going to, like... You don't even have, they don't even have a backup center in the roster. That's what like, I'm seriously, saying. Stop playing yourself. Dario Sarge? Frank Kaminsky? Corner Come kills. on, man. Stop. Come on, man. Stop. Come on. Uh, two things real quick. First off, big congratulations to Paul Gasol on retiring. Amazing NBA career. One of my favorite players, Kobe does not win two championships in the second half of his career without him. Two-time NBA champion, six-time NBA All-Star, four-time All-NBA player, 2002 Rookie of the Year, and most definitely a future Hall of Famer. Let me give us international stats for people that slip in. Two-time FIBA Player of the Year, two-time Mr. Europea Player of the Year, four-time Mr. Euro uh, Player of the Year, 2006 FIBA World Championship MVP, Two-time FIBO Euro Basketball MVP, all right? Listen, as good as you think he is in the NBA, he was even better overseas, all right? Yes, sir. Paul Gasol, all love, man. I know you want to get a quick thing in with Paul. Yeah, an absolutely living legend. Just quick, the, no, real quick. The way he played the game, one of the best big men of his generation. Salute. That's it. Yes, sir. Last topic. Y'all know I don't want to talk about Benathan, uh, ben, Benjamin, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Simmons. Real quick. Okay, so Kyle Newbeck, uh, a writer from Philly. Let me get his exact quotes because I like Kyle Newbeck. Kyle Newbeck from the Philly Voice uh, had a really good article last year. <clears throat> Kyle Newbeck, after receiving a big fine for missing last night's preseason game, $360,000, uh, sources say Ben Simmons' representation spoke to the Players Association and had it reiterated that the money could not be recovered, a potential sign that the weight of the holdout was settling in. Now, this is some humble pie, all right? And the reason why this 
probably I'm not gonna take long in this article. Ben Simmons really liked to post on Instagram about all the money he was gonna miss because he's sure it was gonna get wrapped up. Dog, Rich Paul, not knowing that he wasn't gonna recoup that money, even in the settlement, they already said, "Dude, you didn't show up for work. There's no way we can give you that money back." Now, this is what I'm talking about: the eight million dollars. He can still recoup, but the eight million dollars is put in the escrow account, and every game he misses, it gets deducted from it. Dog, by the start of the season, that eight million dollars is going to be about four more million. Dog, within two weeks of the NBA season, you're going to lose your eight million dollars. And so here's the thing: whatever he's telling you is cool, but Ben, like I said, Ben Simmons has money. I think his total career earnings, NBA wise, is fifty six million dollars. He cannot afford to miss thirty three million dollars. He can't afford to miss twenty three million dollars. All right. So if the Sixers can stand on their principles, which I think they will, um, and with this information, I think he's going to come back. Because uh, also last year, again, we talked about Embiid uh, being honest and transparent, uh, and this is the last thing. I thought it was very interesting that Simmons did not respond back to Embiid because Simmons has been trying to do, like, it ain't me, it's them. And Embiid was like, hold on, brother. We made a lot of adjustments for you. Here's the list. There was no response. Now there was a report. Most rookie players uh, come into the league on bad teams. They have time to develop. He came into a team that was already good with another team. They went 50 games. Um, <laughs> they're asking him, yo, they, they ex- I'm telling you, I'm over him in Philadelphia. There's too many excuses. He doesn't. He can't score when the game's on the line. He doesn't have the skill set to create outside and in the paint. Y'all can take him, dog. Go ahead, man. Let's get out of here. Go ahead. I'm going to just say this. Rich Paul, you're whack. I've been saying this. Y'all do your own research on this man. Keep steering brothers in the wrong direction. They keep losing money is what it is. Yeah, and we're going to wrap it up there. So Friday or Saturday, we'll figure that out. But before before the end of the week, before Monday, you will get one more pod. We'll break down uh, as many teams as we possibly can. Um, NBA season starts in a little bit over two weeks, so we're going to get some pods coming out. Uh, we're going through all the season awards. We have our hot take podcast. We got our league pass podcast. We got some stuff coming up. I appreciate which uh, y'all rocking with me as always. Like, share, and subscribe. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag Know Your Role Player. Every link of every episode will always come up. Uh, thanks again from again, I guess French for coming on the pod. We'll see y'all this weekend. Y'all be good and be safe. Peace.